This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome, everybody, to week 14. It's been a great week for Husker football, so let's get into it. Nebraska got their second win against Purdue this week. Pretty good game. Uh, ended up winning by 10. And uh, we didn't beat ourselves, which is good. What did you guys think of the game? Well, I'd like to pat myself on the back for absolutely nailing the point total we had. Everyone thought I was being too optimistic, but we had 37 points. So... That was really exciting, but I thought it was a very good overall game, like our best overall game so far, and no turnovers, so that really helps. Yeah, it was nice to watch a game. I had a little bit of the same feeling I did when we were watching Penn State, and we got up to a big lead in the first half, and then the second half starts, and you're like, oh no, like, please just (laughs) hold on, hold on to the win, but I felt like we finished a lot better obviously than we did against Penn State like Amy said overall it was a really good game not mistake free the commentators kept going on and on about what a great game Adrian was having and I did not feel quite as enthusiastic as they were I thought he had a good game Um, but there were still several things where I was like oh gosh you know I saw shades of the old mistakes creeping back in but um, yeah it didn't didn't take away from the team being able to overcome. And so I thought I was very pleased with the win. Okay. Yeah. I, it was a good game. I agree. I think it was our, our best overall. I think our first half is in terms of mistakes was better. I was like, Oh, we really don't have that many penalties or anything. And like Purdue was making all the mistakes. And then we got to the second half and like, it got to the point that like every play it was like, okay, so who's the flag on this time? Like even the announcers were like, we need to burn those flags and it got very out of hand. So I would obviously like to see improvement still coming there. But like Amy said, no turnovers. We took care of the ball. So that was huge. And then I think the big difference was our starting field position. Um, I like that we didn't take the ball first. I like that we went on defense first and, you know, we had some good special teams plays. We start, I think our average starting position for like the first two drives was like the eight yard line. Um, <laughs> so that was really nice to have that. I think getting those, like getting us in the red zone right away helped build Adrian's confidence. And I, I thought he looked pretty good. I'm obviously not perfect, but I, I thought Adrian played a good game. Yeah. Like I thought I'm like kind of in the middle of you and Megan, I guess. Like I, I did think they were like, because I even watched like um, the final drive on the Big Ten Network like after, and they were just like, "This is the freshman Adrian," and and I was like, "Okay, well, it's not get too carried away." <laughs> he played he played much better than he has all year, um, but like there was a couple times like that one run he had where he like I thought he was gonna get sacked, and then he like shook his tacklers and like mm-hmm. got from it um stuff like that again I don't know how much of that was like agility from him and like poor tackling by Purdue but like I'll take it I'm not whining about it but yeah I just I don't know like to me he didn't look completely like freshman Adrian but he did look a lot better so I was like confident about that um yeah I mean I guess I'm just referring to there were several little things that 
it's like the little mistakes that compound and make a bigger impact. So the handoff that he had to Mills, I think, where they fumbled the ball. And then when they replayed it, you can see like Adrian like starts to take it back. Like, I don't know if he just had like a mental, like maybe I should keep it or, you know, maybe I shouldn't hand it off or whatever. But I really feel like that fumble was on him and just little things like that where I'm like, uh, gosh, got to clean up all of that. But Mm -hmm. overall, like I'm, with you, Laura, like he did look really good comparatively speaking, especially like to the past several games that we've seen. Um, and yeah, like his accuracy was much better. So I definitely saw improvement. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe his confidence is starting to build with the offensive line because one, the Cam Jurgen snap looked much better this week. So maybe he's less worried about like, okay, got to catch the ball. Then I got to drop back and then I got to hurry and I got to find my receipt. Like maybe things are flowing better now. I thought he had a little bit more time in the pocket and he looked quicker. Like there was a few times where he pulled the ball down to run and I was like, oh no. But again, I don't know if that would be Purdue's bad tackling or not. But overall, like I said, I saw improvement. I thought it was, I thought he played well. Um, The stat that I saw, and I hope I'm quoting it correctly, but he's actually 41 for 50 on his last two games in terms of completion. So he actually is looking pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Luke McCaffrey, I know he came in for just a little bit when Adrian injured his shoulder. He had that major third down play. Um, so it was kind of nice that he still got in the mix. But for me, Martinez seems to be kind of the QB moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looks that way. So, I don't know. Defense. Defense looked good. Um I don't know if you guys are tracking this, but Deontay Williams was like trash talking every play. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to get a personal foul. Like, please stop. Like at one point the ref was like, you can see the ref being like, come on, man, we don't want to throw a flag on you. Like calm down. Like every time he'd break up a pass, he would like stand over and then like jar a little bit. And I'm like, oh no, please, please no. (laughs) Well, he did get one. Well, I I know. I I was like, it it was coming the whole game for that late hit out of bounds. But like he was, I was waiting for it from the very, like from the first quarter, I was like, he's going to get this, but. I'm not talking about the late hit. I'm talking about where he was talking. There was like, um, there was two flags. I think there was two and they were both on us. One was the late hit, but that wasn't him. And then the, he was the trash talking. But that was the, that was when they threw it. That was during the late head out of bounds is what I'm saying. Yeah, when we got two two of them on us at once, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was unfortunate. We had over a hundred. We had a hundred and seven yards in penalties, but thankfully Purdue outdid us and got one hundred and twenty six. So, <laughs> including the very crucial personal foul at the end of the game that really kept our drive alive and I think flipped the momentum. So that was that was nice again to see another team make the mistakes. What did you guys think of Scott Frost's play calling in the fourth quarter? Seemed to me a lot more aggressive than we've been. I really liked it. And we could, we also executed, which helped. But I, I was a little more impressed with this play calling. Yeah, I was too. Um, and honestly, the only thing I can really say to that is I, at one point, it was like right after we were in the red zone. I mean, it was like probably like the one or two yard line. And I was like, here's where I would just have Adrian run it in. And then lo and behold, like that's the play call. Adrian just like, you know, design quarterback run. He like runs it into the end zone and we score. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like, whoever's calling the plays, like whether it was Scott or the offensive coordinator, I was like, we're on the same page today, which <laughs> is the first time I can say that, like since the season you're started. You're doing so well. You're doing what I would do. I know. I was like, you're doing exactly what I would tell you to. We call that play all the time, though. Like that's not, 
Like, that's what we do when we're inside. The, it's like, Adrian, like, that was the very first play of the game, our first offensive play of the game. That's what, like, I don't know. I feel like that. No, I feel like, I feel like recently when we get down in the red zone, we keep handing it off to, like, you know, Wandale or someone. Oh, we're just trying to bash like, it in. I feel, it in. It. I feel yeah. like we keep it all the time in the red zone. It's, like, always a quarterback keep. And, like, um, I don't well, know. It wasn't this game. Like, he wasn't doing it, like, over and over and over again it, because they had not called that play on that drive yet. And I was, like that's what I would call right here. And lo and behold, there it goes. You know what I was like? Amy is excellent. not giving you any credit, Megan. <laughs> I know. Amy's like trying to just, she's like, no, no, right? it's not for you. Yes. Not but for anyway, you. No, I, that's what I was saying though. Basically all I can say is I felt like I was more on the same page, like as far as what the plays were, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. You know, as far as like, previous games I've been like what are we doing you know just like not really understanding the strategy so from that perspective I did think it was a lot better yeah yeah any other takeaways from the game what stood out to you guys well I'll go ahead and say that we made all of our field goals which makes a huge difference I will say last year I don't think we make all of those (laughs) yeah I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that um and that was what nine nine points how many did we make? Three? I think, I think it was three. Um, I mean, that's a significant, that's the difference in the game almost. So, you know, definitely see improvement on the special teams. Yeah, it's nice to have a kicker for sure. I hope Colt comes back next year. Um, that would be huge. Because, yeah, just having, knowing that, like, okay, pretty much within 30, it's a gimme. And then, you know, the 30 to 40, pretty good. Um, and then maybe even mm-hmm. 40 plus is is doable. That's just, it's kind of, cause it's almost, it takes a little bit of pressure off of the rest of the team. Not to say you obviously don't want to always get a touchdown, but knowing that you can pretty much guarantee points once mm-hmm. you get within 30 yards, it's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it changes Connor, if you're listening, please strategy. come back. Well, let's transition to our football on fleek segment since it does relate to our lovely Nebraska W this weekend, Amy, what, what's our football on fleek segment? Best play of the Nebraska game. There's just so many to choose from, you know, but try and limit ourselves here. All right. Well, Megan, why don't, why don't you share yours? Okay. Well, I'm just going to stay in the same lane here and I'm going to go with the 49 yard field goal um, in the second quarter. That is an impressive field goal, no matter what team you are, but this is (laughs) Nebraska. And to me, like if you told me last year, like, Oh, we'll have a kicker make a 49 yard field goal. I would have been like, wow, we'll probably win the Big Ten. Like, you know, <laughs> just like that's amazing. So, I mean, and I do think like what you were saying earlier, Laura, just about it does change your whole game plan to know that you have a reliable kicker. Um, so I think that was, you know, a pretty impressive play. That's the one I'm going to go with. And he would have been good from like probably 52, maybe. It 50, was close. No, I think he had a couple more yards in him. I just wish it would have been, like, we backed up, like, one more yard, just so you can say, because, like, 49 to 50, that's a huge, like, you just say you made a 50-yarder. It just <laughs> all, yeah. Good. And, like, so, yeah, like, I think he definitely had at least one more yard in him. So I wish we'd have been backed up so he could say he has one. But, yeah, no, I'll take I'll take the 49. Was that his longest at Nebraska? I want to say it was. Yeah, it was. It was a record for him. Oh. That, that was that was really exciting. It, it was nice to get like little like well, actually big wins like across all the teams. So mm-hmm. that was good. That was good. Okay, Amy, uh, what it what is your favorite? Why play? don't you go since that's the one I wanted? 
Oh, okay. Okay. Explain. Well, I will go. Um, so my favorite play was Cam Taylor Britt. He and Jojo Doman are like by far my favorite players on defense. Um, he he's incredible. He plays the ball. He does well. But uh, uh, the play that I'm all referring to, and I'm sure everyone can picture it in their minds, is where he goes up and against Rondo Moore and like high points the ball and just like knocks it away. I was I saw it happening and I, I thought he jumped too soon because typically the receivers know when to jump to high point. Rondo hadn't even jumped yet, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like this is gonna go over his head. Like he's totally gonna whiff on it. But he, I don't know how that vertical is insane. He gets mm-hmm. up there, knocks it out, knocks it away. It was amazing. So it was really nice to see our defense playing well. Um, yeah. The thing that was kind of funny was uh, later in the game, though, um, he, when he dropped that, like, pass that almost went right to him that would have sealed the game. Um, did you see his teammates, like, giving him crap for it on the sideline? Yeah. Like, JoJo was, like, saved your butt because he had to, like, make the tackle at the end of the game. Yeah. But they were giving him a hard time on the sidelines. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but that play was incredible. And, I mean, he timed it perfectly mm-hmm. and it was at such a crucial point in the game you know that it was just like yeah probably stands out in everyone's mind as one of the biggest plays of the game so it was very nice yes. yeah it's not the first time he's done it he did that against Penn State too but I just like how textbook it was like perfectly clean he didn't even come in contact with it yeah oh it was just like I don't know so pretty perfect and like because I, I hate it when it's like kind of close and it's like they don't throw a flag and you're like, okay, good, but they probably like could have thrown one and it's just kinda like, ugh, you know, like I don't know, it just doesn't sit as pretty, but like when you know you got it perfectly cleanly, it just Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go I had a I had a couple passes that I thought Adrian um like looked but like I feel like the the slumpy Adrian like <laughs> slumpy like he, he's not a, in his sophomore year anymore well I guess he like kind of is I guess yeah he, he is technically. technically he is yeah <laughs> or he's like a first year junior I don't know whatever you want to say so like sophomore slumpy Adrian like looks around doesn't see any options panics tries to run and then gets like tackled for loss or something like and then fumbles um but like he had several where, and I think obviously some of it was just like more time in the pocket, but like he didn't panic. He, um, like there was twice that he found one Dale, um, not the first time around, but the second time he went over his like options and he hit him. Um, but the one I'm actually going to pick is the <laughs> one to Austin Allen in the second half where Austin couldn't keep his feet. Yes, yes. I, he was so mad. It, it was just like, I don't know. It was like we needed that play, and it was funny because he couldn't stay up. But just, I don't know. We still got, got the first down. down. But, yeah, you can see as he's, like, catching it. He's and then, like, like the rotation and he's falling. He's like, no. Yeah, but the he, thing was, is it, he was pretty open. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, but, like, I think if that ball's thrown better, he doesn't fall. He had to really lean to catch yeah, it. And threw yeah. Him so, like, yeah, again, some of that's on Adrian, but whatever, we yeah. actually converted, so that's, you know, baby steps. Right. Yeah. And when you're that tall, I'm sure, like, you're... I was going to say, like... Helps yeah. have a 6'8 target. 
Right. Your center of gravity is just not the same as like when you're really compact. Like it's harder <laughs> to keep your balance, I'm sure. So not you're that like, I would my legs are so yeah. long. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm windmill trying to stay up. Yes. Tall people problems. Um, can I do an honorable mention? Yes. So my honorable mention is <laughs> that's our candy of the week, I think, but um, the blocked punt in the first quarter, although it's a little bit of also a miss because <laughs> they like recovered it on the one yard line. We're like, dude, what are you doing? Like you're at, like a yard from the end zone. And but, well, I think he couldn't see who was behind him. If he just seen all the red jerseys, he could have like stopped and picked it up, but he just like wanted to get on it and make sure like, I don't know. I, I do agree. Cause I said the exact same thing to Michael. I was like, there's so many bodies and like they were all in Nebraska. So we can tell. But I was like, I bet he just thought like, oh, I better, you know, get get the ball right away, make sure no one else can. So I mean, it was fine. It's just funny when you see it because the announcers are like, oh, oh, no, oh no, he's so <laughs> close to the end zone. But also on the flip side, I'm like, this is perfect because Adrian can get some confidence coming in when he's, you know, has to convert from the one yard line. So I was I was very happy that we uh, had a good special teams play. So that was my honorable mention. I li- I liked that play too. Um, and we also that was the first time. We held um, a team to negative rushing yards since that um, Michigan game back in 2013. Remember trivia from you that I told you guys a couple podcasts back? Um, So, yeah, our defense was really. I did see that. I think they had negative two rushing yards, I think. Yeah. That was that was encouraging. Speaking of. Speaking of holding them, <laughs> we got some holding calls against us this week. Woohoo! Yeah. We uh, finally got that flag, Amy, that you were talking about last week since they hadn't called anything for us. And, and then like, once they started throwing it, the flags abounded. But at least yeah. some of them weren't always against us. They were somewhere for us. But I think, like, some of that is, like, like I don't know what all you, like, want to chalk up to just, like, unluckiness. But, like, the fact is, like, we went really long without a holding call called for us. And then, like, before that, we went. We had a long stretch too, and mm-hmm. um, I think some of it though is like I don't know, bad roughing, unlucky, whatever you want to call it. But some of it is like you have to like, like I guarantee if I am on the defense, like if I'm on the D line and I'm trying to sack the quarterback, obviously I'm not going to be stronger than any of those guys. I bet you I could get a holding call. I'm gonna just like throw my arms up in the air. I'm gonna like I'm gonna act like some of that is like our guys have to make it like clear when they're being held, and instead of just like taking it on the chin, like throw your arms up and faint, you know, like just get get dramatic about it, and we'll get more calls. And I think some of that was finally happening. They were like making it more obvious. I don't know if they had like a little class on that this week, <laughs> but we're improv it, class this week. Yes. The drama department came in and did a little workshop. Thanks, guys. Yeah. But that was also a positive. So I think, I mean, overall, it was it was good to see. I feel like this was kind of the first game, too, that we saw, like, at least some improvement. And it's trending in the right direction, which was encouraging. I know it's just one game, but still, I felt like it was one we needed. Yes, for sure. So. All righty. Woohoo. Riding the high of this weekend. So. Just a little note, too, I will just say, I know you guys don't care about the NFL, but the Pfeiffer households, football teams have gone three for three this week. Just saying. Alrighty, so let's talk a little bit about some undefeated teams that remained undefeated. Um, and also, I guess, in, in converse, unre- undefeated teams that lost. So 
Um, Coastal Carolina, BYU. This was a great game. I, I really enjoyed watching it. I did not think watching, you know, the Sunbelt Conference would be that entertaining, but really good game. It was scheduled last minute on Thursday. So originally Coastal Carolina was supposed to play Liberty and Liberty pulled out for some reason. And BYU said, we'll take them. We'll step in and do it. And so BYU flew all the way out um, and played them. But yeah, it was back and forth the whole time. There was good offense. There was good defense. Um, did you guys watch this one? I did. It was a really good game. I was shocked, honestly, because I had put BYU up a lot higher than um, maybe they should have been. I don't know. Coastal Carolina really surprised me because I really expected BYU to, like, put them away in the first half. And Mm -hmm. it was a good game, like, right down to the very end where BYU had a chance to win and they almost did. It was like a uh, yard I mean, short. That was I crazy. Know. It was That's so crazy. The full the game. To me, with teams like I think, I think this is an instance. I honestly like think BYU should have covered because it was like they're eleven point favorite. Um, like, and I think that this is one of those instances. If they play that game again, I think mm-hmm. BYU wins most of them. Um, so I think it was a little bit of an inaccurate reflection, but it's like when you have like an outside shot, or some people don't think they did, but like whatever, maybe you think you have a shot at getting into the playoffs or something like you can't have games like this. Mm-hmm. Like that was their chance, you know, to like prove yeah. a point and like blow them out and yeah. they didn't do it. But the thing that I don't get is like, okay, you're having an off game or whatever, but like they channel that intensity. Like they have that drive at the end. It's like, why didn't you just play like that all game? Like, Hello. Why didn't you just do better the whole time? No, but I mean, why, like, why aren't you perfect? It's like we no, but you see that all the time at the end of the game, like teams channeling, like, and it's yeah. like some teams can't do that, and it's just like, yeah, that's why you suck. But like some teams can, and it's like, why didn't you just, I don't know, do that? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I mean, I I was impressed. I still think BYU is is a good team. I don't think maybe they're quite as good as everyone. Even maybe I thought a little bit, but I I still think they're a quality team. I thought Coastal Carolina looked good. Um, Zach Wilson looked, he's okay. His O-line did not hold up quite as well for him as they should have. And that was was probably the biggest difference. I was impressed with Coastal Carolina's defense. Yeah. That's why he, because he normally does have a lot more time back in the pocket. And they just weren't giving him that time yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, I mean, it was a chippy game too. Um, I know after... Zach Wilson threw that pick. He had the two Coastal Carolina guys, and they were just, like, throwing him to the ground. I'm shocked more flags were not thrown in that game. Because things were getting a little out of hand. I thought Coastal Carolina was kind of dirty, in my opinion. I thought so, too. And I was really surprised because I think that there was that makeup call in the second half to make up for the, like, no call. Oh, the latest out of Carolina. Yes, because that one wasn't very flagrant to me. Like, that was a really close call. But the one where he was intercepted, so then they turned around and started blocking him, which is, it's fine. Like, you can do that at that point. But then it just got out of hand, and they threw him to the ground. And, I mean, no flag. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I was wondering, I'm like, because then the rest of the game, too, you see that they're, like, gunning for him. Like, even when he's sliding, they're, like, tackling him. And, like, Mm -hmm. the late head out of bounds was an egregious. But you could tell, like, they had that edge. I'm like, did he say something earlier to get that? Because to me, it seemed a little out of sorts but yeah 
I, I thought it was uh, overall a really good game because both of the teams had a lot on the line. Um, but yeah, Coastal Carolina remains undefeated. They are 10-0 and in the Sun Belt Conference. And again, I, I'm still impressed with BYU. The fact that they recognize, I mean, they obviously wanted to play another ranked team so they could get some cred. But they like stepped up. They're like, we'll play any team. They flew all the way out to, to Carolina. So yeah. I still was impressed by them. I think they'll, if we have, you know, the, the non-six bowl games, I think they'll get a good one. But mm-hmm. it's overall a good game. And Coastal Carolina is 10-0. and 0, So it's exciting for their, uh, for their program. Yeah. A game that wasn't quite as entertaining. Um, I put undefeated teams and I put Florida, which that's yeah. not right, but Florida is obviously going to be in the conference championship game. We'll talk about later. Tennessee hung in for the first quarter, uh, but then Florida did pull away and ended up winning 31, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, our undefeated team, number one, Alabama versus LSU. I really hope, you know, Jared was able to relax this game, Megan. It seems so close the whole time, you know. We're really on the edge of our seats. Did you see when Ed lost it on Bo and was like, (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen Ed, like, I mean, I've seen him get, like, emotional and, like, feisty and stuff, but that kind of, like, rage, I don't think I've ever seen on him. Well, did you see him yelling at the player last week? No. He yelled at a player this week, too. Okay, well, last week, I mean, it was kind of going viral because it was intense. And people were like, I'm so scared for that player. Like, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, like crying if that was me. Um, yeah, I think there's probably some internal, like, rage and frustration building up just from this season. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a rough one for LSU. But actually, I did not even watch this game there were no good games on at eight o'clock. I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed know. this. They were all complete blowouts. Like, I mean, maybe the Oklahoma Baylor one was close for a while. Um, but yeah, it was just like, uh, what are we going to watch? There's nothing on. So a little yeah. disappointing. Yeah. The funniest thing I think for the Alabama LSU game is, is like actually not the actual game. But if you read the faux Polini Twitter account, so funny. Um, so that's something you should always check out. Yes. And then the other play that stuck out to me was, so I think Alabama was up 21 zip and LSU caught the ball and was running down the field. They're obviously going to score. And he, the LSU receiver drops the ball clearly before the goal, like very obviously. Mm-hmm. And like three or four of his teammates run and like celebrate with him and stuff. And this other guy comes like streaking down the field and like picks up the ball and like walks in. And thankfully it's LSU, but I'm yeah. like, Okay, at least someone, like, that just seems like such an LSU play. Like, that is such their season right there where they're like, what? (laughs) Oh, we didn't score? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, yes, that was, there weren't a lot of good night games. Um, Number two, Notre Dame also remained undefeated, beating Syracuse. This game ticked me off because Syracuse hung in there pretty well for a little bit. And then Notre Dame once again, luck of the Irish started getting some really helpful calls that kept their drives alive. And then that turned the momentum. So that kind of annoyed me, but. Well, and did you know that Notre Dame was like a 30 some point favorite in that game? And I mean, they didn't, I mean, they didn't cover. So I don't know. It's just interesting when you look at like teams other than Alabama, like you look at Florida versus Tennessee. I mean, that's not a super convincing win. It's Tennessee. Yeah. And then you look at Notre Dame, Syracuse. It's like really you're you're you know, you're supposed to win by like thirty some. I don't know, Texas AM Auburn, it's like that 
really wasn't convincing me. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like Alabama is just like every week they're making a statement. And these other teams that are in the talk, it's like, I mean, Ohio State did this week, but they haven't been been really underwhelming, I think. Yeah. The the thing that I worry about, too, is that I just I feel like Alabama is by far the best. Clemson looks okay, but they have their struggles. I don't think Notre Dame is that solid. My concern is, like, if we get another Alabama-Notre Dame matchup like we did a few years ago where everyone's like, oh, man, Titeo. And, like, this year they're like, oh, Ian Book is, like, the winningest quarterback. And Brian Kelly passed Lou Holtz. I'm like, Alabama's going to play Notre Dame, and it's going to be, like, a 30-point swing in the national championship. It's going to be so boring to watch. The playoff committee should have, like, a write-in for that fourth spot. And just, like, we just, <laughs> it's like a write-in. Grassley would get in then because of our yeah, thing. Sure. I know, but it'd be probably about, I don't know. The, they should have, like, a Mr. Popularity, yeah. Like, one yeah. team that gets, like, on the bubble. Yeah, like the best got challenge or something. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Um, and then, not that we care about the Pac-12, but USC and Colorado are both still undefeated. USC plays tonight, actually. Um, so we'll see there. But, again, not too relevant because Pac-12 is not going to have anybody in the right. college football playoffs. Uh, rough week for my my kind of dark horse here, Marshall. Eeks. Yeah. Um, Mr. Your guy, uh, I know not looking good man I not looking this good. is what happened here they were so upset that they didn't get game day and it went to like a golf um saying mm-hmm. their day and then coastal Carolina got it and they were just like pouting that's it they were just like upset about that they will show crushed. you we'll lose <laughs> yeah, yeah but I uh, crushed uh, he, uh, they are no longer undefeated. They lost to Rice. Uh, they got shut out. I, this game was just terrible. Yeah. Five yeah. interceptions. They were 20 plus point favorites and got beat 22 to zip. So, Marshall, I don't know what was going on, but maybe you should claim a COVID outbreak or something because that was just, ugh, that was ugly. All right. So, some of the conference championship games are now determined. Uh, so, the Big 12, Amy, your dark horse, how you feeling about that? I Iowa great. State. I feel really great that I called that before the season started. Um, mm-hmm. Laughed at me that first game. They're like, Amy, you loser, LOL. But I'm like, I'm the one laughing now because they made it. So <laughs> they did. You like, Amy, who do you like in that game? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> She's like, Iowa State. Like, oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> ready to abandon her dark horse now. Yeah. She got into well, the championship. It, now, now she's done. I just like... I guess, too, when I picked him to be a dark horse, not necessarily, I think I even said this, not necessarily, like, win the whole thing, but I think they're just going to surprise a lot of people. So they've done that. They've fulfilled that duty. Um, But I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to win this time around than the first time, obviously. Um, But I I do think it's doable. Like, I think Matt Camp can, like, you know, he's a good enough coach to, like, shake things up and get it done. They obviously don't have the talent that OU does, but I mean, they won before without it. So maybe they can do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brock Purdy's playing better. Um, and Matt Campbell is, is a very good coach. They've not that there's rumors or any means, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's a coach that gets tapped to go to a bigger program um, with some of the openings that are coming up around the league. So yeah, the big 12 game is set. Iowa state, Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler didn't look this good, that good against Baylor, so hopefully Iowa State can pull the upset. Um, that would he's be great. Tricky. He's like he'll be an important part of the game if he gets on 
early and, you know, stays on, then it's going to be hard. But if he's in one of his, like, slumps, then I I have a chance. Yeah. The ACC is set, so Clemson will take on Notre Dame. Uh, Brian Kelly was saying that Notre Dame got told via text that they'd be in the game. So they knew before they even played Syracuse today Mm -hmm. or yesterday that they would be in the game. But Clemson via Notre Dame. But did they they not know that? I mean, I'm confused. Yeah, they they should have already known. They hadn't lost, so even if they lost Syracuse, they still have the – they still go. But it's nice of them to make it official via text. Right, prior to having the game. So even if they had lost to Syracuse, they were still in. Right, but, like, you should have known that. Like, that's the part of – I mean, I knew that, Brian Kelly. (laughs) I could have texted (laughs) him that. Okay. All right. Well, anywho, um, that will be the matchup again. I'm – I don't know. I'm not as big on Clemson this year. And maybe it's just because they haven't played a lot and I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence a lot. But I don't know. That will be that will be an interesting game to keep an eye on. The SEC, number six, Florida, will take on number one, Bama. Mm-hmm. Some people think Florida can hang with Bama. It, it's a chance. I just think Florida is going to have to execute perfectly. Uh-huh. And Bama is going to have to make a couple mistakes. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. That's the one I feel the most confident about. I do think, though, Florida plays better as an underdog. Like, Kyle Trask is used to having, like, pressure on him, and he does well with it. Like, yeah, like, I think they should have blown out Tennessee. They should have, like, their loss to Texas A&M. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that, like, they play better as an underdog. So I think this game will be closer than people think it will be. We're still obviously waiting on the Pac-12. Um, the Big Ten Northwestern is has clinched, and then we're waiting to see the other side. I mean, obviously, the guess is going to be Ohio State if they can play. Yeah. Um, if they cannot, for some reason, play this next game, I love how, like, Barry Alvarez on um, on TV this week was like, you know, if, if they can't get to their six games, I think we probably should, you know, reevaluate and reconsider if, we should, should still let them into the, you know, the Big Ten Championship. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is what Nebraska was saying weeks oh ago. And you guys gosh. were pissy fit. That makes me so mad that he said that. Yeah. Like, seriously, why do we even have, like, rules and regulations? Because even in our change. It was in our statement back then. And that's why that one statement came out that we were playing chess and everybody else was playing checkers still. We even said specifically, we didn't name specifically Ohio State, but we said we think it would be beneficial if mm-hmm. and other teams within the Big Ten could play, you know, out-of-conference games to yeah. make it to that threshold. And, and yeah, we got, like, laughed all the way to the... Well, yeah, and the media was like, oh, like, why would... Like, it was almost like we were trying to be sneaky about it. And it's like, we weren't trying to be sneaky. We just wanted to make sure we had all our... I's dotted and T's crossed before he presented it. And then when BYU, like when Liberty couldn't play Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. BYU stepped up, they're like, oh, this is so great. I think more teams are going to have to be, be willing to be flexible and, you know, schedule these kind of games. I'm like, are you guys are talking out of both sides of your mouth. Like, yeah. ugh, so yeah. annoying. So it annoying. But anyways, anyways, uh, I digress. Um, all right. Well, let's let's look back at last week's picks. Our winner was Megan. Our game was the only one I got right. <laughs> I was going to say, Megan That's went the only one that really matters. So, 
did good this week. Megan picked a lot of them. Amy, you did. I will say on the Nebraska-Purdue, you had the closest score. You had 37-17, so yeah, very I close there. And I was just off on Purdue's by 10, so um, take it. Megan did get the, I will say, Megan, you want a little bit by default, just because when Amy and I picked two of these games, you were like, well, I'll just take the other person so I can be different, but you <laughs> end up winning those two. Hey, so you got Indiana me. over Wisconsin, which yes. that actually made me really happy because I was like, Indiana's not going to go on to do much now that Penix is out. And I'm like, I just want Barry Alvarez to suck it every week. Yeah. So, cause you know, he was like kind of hoping that maybe Wisconsin could like win and maybe they could do some magic to get Wisconsin somewhere. Oh yeah. Like, nope, nope. So they're Happy terrible. about that. Yep. Um, our college lame day, uh, Penn State did beat Rutgers. So, Megan, you also got that game. Kind of gross. Texas beat Kansas State. So, both Megan and I got that one. Um, and then Texas A&M Auburn. Texas A&M did up, end up winning, so that was the one I took. But, Megan, you got one extra game over me. So, good job. I will say we did have a wash game. So, Florida uh, State was supposed to play Duke. And I got really confused because I was like watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Florida State is killing Duke. And then I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's Miami. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused too because I saw that game last night and I was like, wait, because I remember picking Duke and saying like, oh, Duke's really terrible. But I was like, man, why did I even deliberate on that game? Because I clearly should have picked Miami. Anyway, it was just funny. So that's what happened there. They rescheduled. Yes. Yeah. I was like, did I type that wrong? What happened? But they rescheduled the day we did the podcast and Miami played instead. So that was a wash game. But yes. Uh, let's see here. So this week's picks, Nebraska will take on Minnesota. Hopefully we can play if they can get their COVID under control. Um, what do you, what do you guys think? What are some, what do you think the score is going to be? We're finally going to break that 40 point barrier. Okay. Let's hear it. 43, 17. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Okay. I will, I'll go a little, little bit under that. I'm going to say 38. 27. Okay. I feel like you always piggyback off mine. Amy, like, <laughs> yours are so, like, spread. They're so good. I know. I understand why you do it. It's okay. 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 Well, I'm going to take, oops, I put that on as mine. I'm going to say 31-24. Okay. So here, what I was expecting you to talk about before we threw out some scores was, do you guys think we will play this game? I mean, what is the latest from Minnesota? I don't even know. Let's I feel like they're the, they're the Florida State of the Big Ten. So. <laughs> they're like, uh, we have COVID again. Can't make, I know. Can't make it. We're Sorry. Still sick. Still sick. <laughs> you know they're what like I a think? friend that like, texts you last minute. They're like, uh, actually, I can't go. I yes. think that before we talk about like getting, um, like changing the number of games you need to have to be in the Big Ten Championship, um, changing like the rules on all those times that like Ohio state was going to play somebody like those should have been forfeits and they should have gotten wins. Just like we should have gotten a win against Wisconsin. It's one thing if like a team can't play because they have so many, but there's been so many games this season where they've decided not to. And then like the Florida state, like, Oh, we don't feel comfortable. Like, no, like, that's a forfeit. Like you don't want to play. That's a forfeit and it's a win for the other team. So I, I really think that would have solved all the problems too. And then people wouldn't have been quitting willy nilly. Yeah. Why don't I, they bring us I, in to advise them? I don't understand. I think we will play. I mean, they're going on week three. They should be able to be coming back now. 
off of it. So I'm I'm optimistic that we can. It's another 11 o'clock a.m. game, and we are actually this is gonna make you nervous, nervous, Amy. We are uh, opening as 10 point favorites. So uh, yes, okay. I don't really like that either. But I don't like being favored, but it's time to break the mold. We're just gonna blow them out of the water. Okay. We're gonna tip go. that boat. We're gonna tip that boat and drown them. So. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> aggressive, but yeah, we'll take it. Sort of morbid. We're just gonna hold them under the water. Hold their heads underwater. Hate PJ Flex. Whack so them with the paddles. You should be on board with this analogy. Uh, all right. Well, I like I said. I think we'll play. I hope we our offense looks as good as they did this week, and hopefully we'll get another another W. Um, there's some pretty good matchups um, coming this weekend. So Cincinnati is taking on Tulsa, both both ranked teams. What do you guys have in that game? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cincy, unfortunately, yeah, but I'm gonna take I mean, them. I'm gonna take Cincinnati. I really will be cheering for Tulsa. So I don't know. It's hard to say, but Cincinnati. I'll, I'll take Tulsa. I think okay. they got a shot. I think Cincy is breakable. Um, UCF showed that, so yeah, that's true. Okay, all right. Number seventeen, UNC versus number ten, Miami. I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Sam Howell. I'm gonna go with UNC. Okay, well, I'm gonna go with Miami. Yeah, I saw I, them I, beat Duke last night, and they did look pretty good. I'm gonna go Miami too. Okay. Number 16, Wisconsin versus number 19, Iowa. I feel like we might all sweep on one team in this one, but who do you guys yeah. have? Wisconsin. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Iowa. I mean, Iowa. Iowa doesn't look like anything special, but Wisconsin looks bad. They yeah. do, but, like, have you ever noticed that, like, certain teams just have other teams' numbers? Yep. Like, I have noticed and, that, yes. And Wisconsin has Iowa's, so. Okay. It's a very similar style, but it is. But Wisconsin just does know. it better, and so, yeah. um, and plus, like Iowa secondary is just very, very weak. So if Mertz can just connect with his receivers at all, I think that they can, they can pull off the upset. Yeah. All right, and then number twenty-two, Washington versus number twenty-three, Oregon. Okay, I'm gonna take Washington. Okay. With a disclaimer that I don't believe I have actually seen Washington play a game yet. Um, I think Washington and Oregon are both coming I, off of losses. But I know that Oregon has looked bad when I've seen them play. So that's why I'm picking Washington. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched Washington come back from a 21-point um, deficit at halftime and come back and beat Utah. Um, so it's like if that second-half team shows up, <laughs> like I would give it to them if it's the first half team and I could see Oregon, but I think, I think I'm going to pick Washington. I just think they're playing better right now than Oregon is. I want to say, I'm trying to find this. Yes. Washington almost did the same thing against Stanford last night where they were complete underdogs and then they came almost all the way back, but Stanford didn't winning and then Oregon also lost. So both teams are coming off of losses. <sighs> I'll, I'll take Oregon. I think Oregon's problem is their turnovers. So if they can take care of the ball, I think they can win. Okay. So, and then Amy, I'm sorry, I missed your pick. You said Washington? Yeah. Okay. All righty. Wow. Going into the last week of regular season, Big Ten football next week. It's kind of fun to be playing football in December. Hopefully temperatures aren't too cold for our boys. 
But looking forward to maybe getting another W on the board. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Thank you.